Welcome to the Two Witnesses Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Caleb, journey through the story of the Bible, seeking a better understanding of God's Word and the spiritual war that rages all around us. Hello, I'm Caleb. And I'm Michael. And this is the single greatest podcast ever made. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our adventures in the Bible. That's what we should rename this. Caleb and Michael's glorious adventures throughout the Bible. Hi, I'm humble and he's pride. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Just got humbled there. (laughs) Uh, Fun stuff. Alright, so last time we left off, I'm in the wrong spot, we left off Genesis chapter 9, verse 17. Verse 17. Yep, went on a long rabbit trail. No, 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 verse 18. Well, we finished with verse 17. Oh, yeah. So, verse 18 is where we start tonight. Yep. Or today. Yep. Or whatever this is. Whenever you're listening to this in our archives. Yep. (laughs) Alright. So, also, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> parental warning, this episode might get a little uncomfortable for some of our younger listeners, so just, just so a all warning. all of you really young listeners, <clears throat> uh, shut your ears, yeah. and uh, you, just don't listen, okay? Yeah, you Colden, might want to skip Colden, this episode. Golden, we're talking about you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shut your yep. little virgin ears. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So, here we go. The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the people of the whole earth were dispersed. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. So that would mean that Noah didn't have kids after those three. Right. Yeah. Because those are the only three sons of Noah. Yeah. And from those three... Uh, and, oh yeah, that, I don't want to bring that in, in a minute, as to why he didn't have any more kids. Because there's reasons for that. Oh, yeah! Okay, that makes sense. Alright, go ahead. Yep. Okay, moving on. I'll let Michael handle the nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's his job. Yeah. He works at Walmart as a janitor, so. Oh, all of the fun (laughs) that I get to deal with. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Okay, so this next part is going to be weird, gross, and I can guarantee you that a lot of you probably do not want to hear this. So if you don't want to hear it, then you can skip to 13 minutes in. And and if you are young and you don't understand a lot about sexual stuff, you need to skip it. Yeah. 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 So just... Just so you, for your own good, trust me. Yeah. yeah. So you can skip to uh, 13 minutes in, and by that point, we have moved past this, and we're done with it. So, please. If you don't skip it, it's your fault. Don't blame us. <laughs> uh, so, Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk, and lay uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brothers outside. 
Uh, here we go. So much fun. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into this. Now, there are a number of things that's going to justify this. But, so, I'm going to jump over to Leviticus chapter 20, verse 11. And it's uh, that section is on punishments for sexual immorality. I'll read it. Levin, okay. uh, Leviticus, uh, Leviticus chapter 11. Chapter 11. Or sorry, chapter 20, verse 11. Chapter 20, verse 11. Okay, got it. The man who lies with his father's wife has uncovered his father's nakedness. Both of them shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. So. <clears throat> oh, no. Yeah. No. That phrase. Don't tell the children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that phrase. Uncovered his father's nakedness or saw the Michael, nakedness of his this. father. To uncover the nakedness of your father as uh, that Leviticus 20 passage shows it was a a euphemism that was used in the culture of the Hebrews back in that day uh, so for those of you who don't know a euphemism is basically a phrase or a term that we'll use to refer to something else rather than actually saying the something else um uh, so one good example is, you know, that came out of left field, you know, which is a baseball reference, means it was a surprise, but it's a euphemism. And if you were to say that to a, uh, you know, even like a, a second century Hebrew, they'd be like, which field is that? How many fields do you have? And which one is your left one? <laughs> <laughs> because they're thinking in the terms of literal fields, mm -hmm. you know, and actual fields in in farming. So, Ham, yeah, did something he really shouldn't have with his mom. And there are debates on exactly what that entailed. And some people think that Canaan was actually the result of that, which is why that why it says Ham was the father of Canaan in verse 18, and also why Noah didn't have any sons after the flood because of what Ham did to his wife. Ham did to Noah's wife. His mom. His, no, Ham's mom, Noah's wife. Yeah. And, yeah. One, and there are a number of reasons for that. Uh, one is that Ham was not the firstborn. And because he was not the firstborn, he was not going to get the largest share. So by doing this, he was asserting dominance. Uh, he was trying to claim a larger portion. He was basically telling his brothers, you know, dad can't even protect his wife and I'm boss now. Which is why he goes out and tells his brothers. Uh, Reuben, later in Genesis, does the same kind of thing with one of uh, Israel's wives. And uh, Absalom, during his rebellion 
in Second Samuel also does the same thing with uh, some of David's concubines. And it functions primarily as an effort to to take control, basically. But it doesn't quite turn out the way he intends. Then Shem, and, then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backwards, and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth and let him dwell in the tents of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Now, I have something real quick. Yes. Okay. You said that Ham, uh, Canaan, may have been the son between Ham and his mom. Mm-hmm. I can say right now that it's not. Why? Because, look, yes, it sounds like it in that paragraph, but then you look and it says, So Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his younger son had done to him. Then he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. So Canaan was already around. Because, Possibly. Because that would have been nine months later after this happened, and this was in the same day that he woke up. Possibly. But, look at this. A servant of servants shall he be to his brothers. And... Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, let Canaan be his servant, and may God enlarge Japheth, let Canaan be his servant. Okay, and? Canaan is the serv- is here in this curse made to be the servant of Shem and Japheth. Yeah. Who, if Ham was, uh, if Canaan was the result of what Ham did to his mother, he would be half-brother to Shem and Japheth. Yeah, but if. If. And this one basically says, because Canaan is around, he knew his name. He said it by name, and this was the next morning when he woke mm, up. Not necessarily the next morning, because it says that when he awoke... Yeah, but it would have been nine months knew. later. He didn't wake up nine months later. But it says that when he awoke and knew... So after he awoke and after he knew what Ham had done. So, but again, I still want to take it word for word. This one, I think it just says it straight out. It's and okay, and I never said that Canaan was I know. definitely. He, yeah. it's just possible. Yeah. Okay, I see. Because you. there, you could argue it either way. It's one of those situations where it's not clear cut. Yeah. It could be argued either way that. Or the reason it could have said that he was the father of Canaan over here is to say that he had a kid, and he had a wife, mm. and he did this. Possible. It is possible. Yeah. Either way, like I said, you can argue it either way. You can argue it either way, and it would make sense. I don't know. I think that in some ways it does kind of make sense from looking at the later passages in the Bible— because two of the peoples that caused the Israelites a lot of trouble later on were the uh, Moabites and the Ammonites, who were the children that Lot's daughters had with their father. And so if the Canaanites 
and the people of Canaan were product of the same kind of relationship, that would kind of make sense. But again, okay. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's one of those weird, gross things that fascinate me. Because I'm a weird person. It right. fascinates you? You. That's weird. <laughs> fascinates you. That's, that's kind of weird. Michael. There are a lot of things that are going to fascinate me no, about but this, but... You just most... continue to admit that it fascinates you, that he slept no. with his mom. <laughs> that's not what that's I meant. That's gross, you know. bro. That's what you said. That's not the You way said that it multiple times. You're like, yes, I am fascinated because I'm weird. Yes, I'm fascinated. You're going to find that I am fascinated because I'm weird. Because I'm fascinated with the fact that he slept with his mom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm fascinated with it because it's one of those weird, controversial passages that not many people know about. That's why. Oh. Sorry. Uh, okay. There we go. There, I'm back in. Sorry. Yeah, we're playing with these microphones and trying to figure out exactly where the best place to put them is. So our volume is kind of probably going to be all over the place. All right. You want to continue? Yes. Ten. Chapter ten. Your turn. Okay. Uh, it, it sound good? Am I good? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I'm just kind of feeling weird. Yep. <clears throat> Genealogies. Here we go again. Now this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Medai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, 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 and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Akanaz, Rephath, and Togmarah. The sons of the sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Donimim, Donimim. Uh, from these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. So, um, <clears throat> something that's interesting is, as we go through this uh, table here, uh, some people... This is a little bit of a precursor to the Table of Nations, uh, which is in... <sighs> Deuteronomy 10, I think. But anyway, this here, like, you can actually figure out based on uh, later, e every one of these sons is actually a nation. So, like, uh, Tarshish, that's Greece. Or, no, sorry. Oh! Or, sorry, Tarshish is uh, Spain, and Katim is Greece. No, are you sure Tarshish, Tarshish isn't Greece? Greece, because that that rings a bell. I've heard tar like tarsh. That's that sounds like something Greek that I learned when we were learning about the Greeks. Um, pretty sure Tarshish is Spain, and Katim is Greek. But I could be wrong. Like, yeah. I I do know for an absolute fact that each of these areas, most of them, can actually be drawn. They can draw a line and go, okay, this is this nation, and this is this nation, and this is this nation. So what was Elisha? Do you know? Uh, Elisha? I'm not sure. Okay. Like, I don't know. I wish, I wish I knew all of these. But uh, they... I mean, so... Well, read verse 6, and there's an easy one. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. 
Okay. Now, Mizraim. Canaan. Canaanites. Okay, there's Canaanites. And also Cush, which is uh, the people of Africa. Ah. Yeah. Cush. Africa. Ethiopia. But Mizraim. You want to hear it in my Bible? The sons of Ham. Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. Mizraim. Egypt. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Mizraim and is another term for Egypt. That's cool. In the Hebrew Bible. But so that's, so that's where the name Egypt comes from. And it's also where the people, Egypt, yeah. come from. Because he was... Okay, that's, yep. that's cool. They are named for the b- person who basically began their So you're their telling nation. me that if we ever want to change the Bible, go take the Hebrews from being enslaved by the Egyptians. All we have to do is go back in time, in the time machine, and kill this guy Mizraim, and the Egyptians will have never existed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let's do it. (laughs) Join us with adventures. The adventures of Caleb and Michael throughout the Bible. We're going to go back in time, kill Mizraim, and then the Hebrews will be absorbed by the Canaanites and... God's plan for redemption will never work. <laughs> because I'll get to that when we get to Exodus. Okay. Um, anyway, continuing on. <clears throat> okay. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havila, Sabta, Ramah, and Septekash. And the sons of Ramah were Sheba and Dedan. Okay, stop there for a sec. Hold on a sec. Havila. I like that name. I've read it before. I think when I have a daughter, or if I have a daughter, I want to name it Havila. Her. Havila. Mm-hmm. It's a cool name. Okay. Well, here. Let me... Uh, Havila! Let me give you it a... sounds like... Uh, here. Here's where you heard it before, by the way. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east. River flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The f- name of the first is the Pishon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Havila, where there is gold. Havila. So, here we have a situation. Oh, wait. Where there is gold? Do we know where the land of Havila is now? I think we do, but I'm not sure. Because th- if we do, gold. <laughs> Let's go dig. <laughs> right? Pretty sure. I mean, I want to be a Bible archaeologist. Yeah. Biblical archaeologist, so I might yeah. pursue that in the future. I but, might try to find the land of Havila for gold. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Indiana Jones. I, actually, I'm going to be the next Indiana Jones, you guys. I'm I'm curious, actually, now. I want to find out... See if I can figure out here in just a sec. You keep reading. I'm going to see if I can't figure out what ha- Havila means. Okay. What's the rattle? I just stopped it. Okay. All right. If you no, were hearing wait, something. I, I'm, I wasn't hearing anything. You hearing something? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I don't know what I did. Yeah, okay. Okay. Kush begat Nimrod. Nimrod means stupid in Greek. I think. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. We can go into that. Okay. Um, He began to be a a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of all the kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kelna, in the land of Shinar. From that land he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Er, Kala, and Rezin between Nineveh and Kala, that is the principal city. So, Egypt, Mizraim, uh, sorry. So, Nimrod, uh, his name actually means rebel. Stupid. 
His name means rebel. Stupid rebel. Stupid rebel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Tanto. But here's the, here here's uh, so in uh, in Hebrew, his name is composed of four letters: N M R. Yeah, N M R D. Okay. S T U P I D. Yeah. Nine letters. Okay, so <laughs> if you were to sound out his name with just the consonants, it'd be Nmerd. Okay. Now there was a king named Nmerd. No, actually, <laughs> his it. name was Nmerkar. Okay. Nmerkar. Nmerkar. Same consonants. It's like a really old-fashioned Tesla. Um, but here's the thing so you remember we were talking about the city of Eridu yes he was king of Eridu cool he was king of he was king of Eridu and his name was Enmerkar so it had the same consonantal structure and back then he was like so basically it's Enmerkar yeah Enmer Okay. It's got those same first three letters, mm-hmm. and you know how much Hebrews love wordplay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for example, uh, we're gonna get, we probably won't get to it this episode, but in the next episode we're gonna get to the Tower of Babel. Yeah. And so Babel in Hebrew, gibberish means confusion or gibberish. gibberish. But in stupid gibberish. In Akkadian, <laughs> I think it is. But in in, in like uh, the Sumerian languages. Bob L means gate of the gods. Cool. So the Hebrews are like, oh yeah, that's the gate of the gods. No, it's the place of confusion. <laughs> so they, they love to do that. And so it's so they would have loved taking someone, you know, Enmerkar and changing his name to uh Rebel. Yep. Nimrod. Yep. All right. uh, another thing that's oh. interesting. So, uh, when it says he was the first on earth to be a mighty man, the word there translated mighty man is giborim. Which means? Mighty man. Oh. Or giant. <laughs> giant! Ah! Yes. So. Wait, wait, okay. So, Goliath, was he this kind of giant or Nephilim? Well, here's the thing. Because um, he was only it says like nine he was tall, th- right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here, okay, it says he was the first on earth to be a mighty man. That can also be translated as to begin to be a mighty man. So he didn't start out as a giborim, as a giant, but he became. Ah, hey, you know Andre the Giant? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you think he was a? Do you think it was a? Uh, do you think it was a a uh, disease or something that they had that made them bigger? Like you know how he he had a respiratory gland, a respiratory pituitary, yeah, that one, pituitary yeah. gland. You think he was missing the pituitary gland, and then and he looked normal until he kept, and then they don't stop growing. So then he looked like a man for a while, and then he kept growing. Um, no, I don't think so. But um, so the other thing with the to be, let's see. Um, the, the sentence there, he was the first on earth to be a mighty man, it, it carries this sense of some kind of perversion. 
like some kind of twisting, like something that shouldn't happen. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. There, the and thing. and so what some people think is that he started trying to contact the spirits, the spiritual world, and they began to it began to affect his body because there are actually things that um, there are things that you do that actually change your DNA. And when you change your DNA, then your body begins replicating itself differently. Okay. Um, so, for example, uh, when someone commits murder, it actually changes their DNA. How? It, it. I don't know exactly how, but there's something in their DNA that changes, and that's actually passed on to your kids. What's the result, though? Like. I don't know if there's any like actual result, but basically, at the very least. Like, I don't know if there's any like genetic defects or or a proclivity towards murder or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I do know that at the very least, your children carry the marks of that on them, and it's like seven generations. Mm-hmm. And the vice versa is true as well. There are certain activities that you can do that can undo that, and that also will create other genetic markers. When you do something good, it can cause your DNA to heal itself. And create other genetic markers that will also be passed on to your kids. Mm-hmm. So some people think that he did something that changed his DNA and turned him into a Giborim. Okay. Mizraim begat Ludim. Egypt begat Ludim. Enemim, Lehabim, Neftuim, Patruzim, and Kasluhim, from whom came the Philistines and Keftorim. Ah! The Philistines. the Philistines and what was Goliath? He was a Philistine, mm-hmm. and this and the Philistines were passed on from Mizraim. Mm-hmm. Mizraim was the first mighty man, the first no, giant. No, you're. Oh crap! Gosh dang you, it! You skipped the line there. It's yeah. not Mizraim, is no, it? No. Gosh dang it! I thought I had something cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, um, if it's genetic, if it was a physical thing, then that would mean that. Who's the mighty one again? Nimrod. That would mean that Nimrod, who was Mizraim's brother, right? Uh, no, he was actually. See, so he would have been. He would have been his uncle. Uh, one sec. Yep, uncle. So, in the bloodline, if it was genetic, then that would mean that Mizraim could have been a holder of it. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. he was a holder of it and he passed on to the Philistines, then that could have been where the giants came from mm-hmm. from the Philistines. But. Yeah, and again, some people think that his becoming of a Gibberim was something that he did by trying to interact with the spirit realm, which that was what Babel was, but we'll get to that later. Um, Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, the Jubasite, the Amorite, and the Gergesite. Gergesites. The Hivite, the Archite, and the Sinite, the Artavite, and the Zemurite, and the Hamathite. Afterward, the families of Canaanites were dispersed. So, a lot of these names, when we get to, uh, like, Joshua, and the Hebrews get into the Promised Land, we will see a lot of those names show up again. Okay. Because, well, they're the Canaanites. They're the people of Canaanite. Canaan. Okay. Um, and the border of the Canaanites was, was from Sidon, as you go toward Gerar, as far as Gaza. Then, as you go towards Sodom, Gomorrah, Edmah, and Zeboim, um, as far as Lasha, these were the sons of Ham, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, and in their nations. Question. Hmm. 
Do Gaza and Giza have any relation? Gaza and Giza? Uh, Giza isn't in here. It's like Giza in Egypt. Right. Yeah. Great Pyramid of Giza. Yeah. No, the plains of Gaza is in uh, in the Transjordan area, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just wondering if there was like a name change and went from Gaza to Giza, Giza no. or something. Okay. No, hang on. Well, keep going and I'll pull up a map. Okay. I think. I've oh, yeah. Did you find the thing you were looking for earlier? We'll need that for next week. Uh, but I did find out that um, the plains of Shinar, uh, depending on where you think Egypt is, because it's it's in the area where Iraq is. So if you think that it's in the... Uh, Top right corner of Africa. Yeah. Um, actually, I'll show you after we get done recording. Okay. Um, and children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Abar, the brother of Japheth, Japheth the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Esher... I'm getting the thing again. It's your phone. It's your phone. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. And children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Abar, the brother of Japheth the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Jether, and Mash. Uh, Arphaxad begot Selah, and Selah begot Abar. To Abar were born two sons. And the name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. His brother's name was Jokin. Jokin. Jokin begot Almudad, Shelef, uh, Hazaramapheth, Jerah, Hadram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havila, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Jokin. And the dwelling place was from Mesha, as you go towards Sephar, the mountain of the east. These were the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, and their lands, according to their nations. These were the families of the sons of Noah, according to the generations in their, in their nations, and from these the nations were divided on the, on the earth after the flood. End of chapter. Sweet. Um, okay, there we go. So, uh, I just checked Gaza. So there's Gaza. Okay. And I don't have the map showing right now because it won't load. But that right there is uh, Jerusalem. Why is it named Moriah? Uh, because Mount Moriah is also one of the mount, the, a name for the mountains of Jerusalem. Oh, okay. Um, wait, so Jerusalem is on a mountain? Yes. I'm stupid. I didn't know that. <laughs> Temple Mount, man. I didn't know that. It's actually on three mountains. Okay. I, I, for some reason, I figured it was just in the middle of the desert. Yep. So uh, that direction is north. So it's basically just due west of uh, Jerusalem. Ah. Yep. Cool. Powers of technology. Yeah. Finish the chapter. Finish the chapter. Wow. Sweet. 32 minutes in. Nice. Perfect timing. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Perfect if we got 30.00. Yeah, but we still have to close it, so we got a little bit of time left that we're going to have to take. So, again, like, you know, this is important because this shows the descent of all of the peoples of Israel of the area especially that Israel was in and it show it actually shows us pretty clearly like you and me we're descendants primarily of Japheth yeah uh, and then Shem if I recall 
I recall correctly. He sounds Asian. <laughs> I'm just yeah. assuming he is the father of all Asian countries. <laughs> yeah. want to say... Am I right? Yes. Um, no, so Shem is... Uh, specifically, he is. his descendants are the Semitic peoples, the Hebrews. Oh, so Ham is the Asian people. Uh, Ham has... Well... Like, he's got Africa, for Dang the most part. So who has Asian people? Shem. Like, if you imagine, if you if you were to divide the world so in right. like three directions. So I was right. Yes. Who dog it? Yeah. If, if I'm remembering things correctly, basically, if you were to go and, like, have this three-way split, right? Yeah. And you've got, you know, Europe and that area up this way. Obviously, I'm doing it in my direction, so it'd be yeah. really weird. And you have Africa down here, and then you have the Middle East and the East. You'd have Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Uh, so Ham had like Africa and Egypt and that area. And then Shem basically took all of like Asia and China and that whole section. And Japheth took what we would call the West. Um, so, yeah. Now, uh, Peleg. Peleg. In his days, the Earth was divided. Pangea? Some people think Pangea. Now, what I personally think is that this is when the Tower of Babel occurred. And the, the people were divided by their languages. Okay. Uh, so, like, that's me personally, because I don't think that Pangea is a thing. I don't think that Pangea actually happened. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me, but that's just me. Um, I don't know if I'm really for it or against it. I don't know anything I mean, against it. E- either way, it, it's not going to, like, destroy my faith. Yeah. If it happens... It doesn't have anything to do with, like, it won't affect anything yeah it's not, it, like if aliens landed on the white house lawn tomorrow yeah that wouldn't destroy my faith yeah just means there's aliens yeah or that somebody's lying to us yeah <laughs> and that something's being faked but what if we're aliens what we if the are. government's tricked us into believing <laughs> that we're this is our home planet what if we just came to this planet and there's actually aliens and that's where the aliens in area 51 are from this planet that's the prison cells, because they couldn't. Because we had to take up the whole area. Um, Conspiracy yeah. theory. I'm gonna okay. confirm that when I'm older. Um, I'm gonna devote but my so, entire life again, to proving the fact that they are holding aliens as prisoners. Again, <laughs> some people think that the days of Peleg were either uh, Pangea, either Pangea. Or when the Tower of Babel happened. And there are arguments either way. Yep. So we're not going to be able to figure that out. But just something our, our listeners might be interested in. Uh, and other than that... I think we're good. I think we're good. You want to close? Why not? Sure. Oh, dear Lord. Thank you so much for this opportunity and this country that we have where we can do this 
Thank you for the technology and the tools and just playing the skill and ability, you know. I don't understand a lot of this stuff very well, but I understand it well enough to be able to get this out there. And thank you for that. Um, be with our listeners, Lord, as they go about the rest of their week. Um, as this... See, so this podcast is going to come out the week after the play. And so I just pray that the play went well and that all of our actors stayed healthy and we didn't just die during it. Um, because, okay, well, actually, no, there, there are three of us who die. So. I just you dropping dead. Just, just dropping dead in the middle of the set. I'm sorry. I do get killed. God, please don't let us just die in the middle of the play. God, please don't let us just drop dead and stop breathing. <laughs> Literally die. But what I meant was by die, I meant that um, You meant dice. I let meant... us let us not dice. <laughs> yeah, just, just keep the gambling away from the, uh, from the establishment. But help us to be able to get through it, you know, help our voices not to just go. Die. Die, yeah. Dice. Um, <laughs> help us to be able to to present this story, which is which is your story, Lord. It it's it's a rewriting and a retelling of your story. And there might be people there. Might have been people there who had never heard it before. Who and help, use it to speak to them. Use it. I pray you used it for your glory. I keep trying to speak in the present tense because it has for us it hasn't happened yet. But when this episode comes out, it will have. So I just used it, it to speak to for them. Yeah, used it for to speak for them. <laughs> <laughs> used it for to speak to them. <laughs> oh, let me just throw in a couple other words. Uh, Makes things sound fancy. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for this joy that we have and this ability to laugh. Our world is becoming very dark, Lord. And real laughter, real joy at stuff is becoming very hard to come by. Comedy and humor is becoming so twisted, twisted. and dark. Jinx, you <laughs> I already did. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? And it's just... Thank you that we can still laugh at good things, you know, things that are just funny, you know. And thank you that we can laugh in a world that is so dark. You know, th there are terrible things that happen, and we know that. And this world is only going to get worse. As we talked about in our last episode, everything tends towards trends towards destruction. And our world is just going to keep getting worse. But thank you that we can still laugh in spite of that. Thank you that we can smile. Thank you that we have joy. Not because we ignore everything evil that goes on. But because we have hope. Because through you we have a hope and a future and a joy. That nothing, this world, nothing our adversary can do can ever quench. Even if he makes it flicker for a little while. Because we're human. We will stumble and despair and, and lose hope. But when we do, Lord, pick us up and 
carry us through. Carry us through those dark patches, Lord. And if there's anybody who's listening, who's going through a dark time, who's lost hope, who doesn't have anything to hold on to, Lord, be their rock. Be that thing that they can hold on to. That immovable, solid rock. Be the light in the darkness for them. Give them hope. Thank you, Lord. You are an amazing and holy and awesome God. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Did you know that God created a beetle that sprays like a uh, skunk, okay? Mm-hmm. But before it sprays, it lights a spark. So he's got a flamethrower butt. <laughs> Thank you for that random God, piece of information. God's, God's got humor, bro. God's, oh, yeah. God's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. He he has a sense of humor. Did I tell you my Adam and Eve joke? No? Okay. No. So, uh... At, no, not that Adam and Eve joke. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> okay. We're, we're talking about... We're thinking of John's Adam and Eve Yeah, joke, John right? and, Yeah, not that one. I'm not doing okay. that one. Okay. So, uh... Adam. He's by himself. God just created him. Okay, and he's walking through the... The, the Garden of Eden, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, he's taking care of all the animals, and he's having, a, he's having a good time, but he just feels like something's missing. So he goes up to God one day, and he says, God, something's missing. So God's like, okay, I will create for you woman, okay? She's going to be like you, but she's going to be five times as beautiful. She's going to be the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, beautiful than anything I've ever created, okay? She's going to serve all of your needs. She's never going to argue with you. She's going to be the most perfect thing you've ever met, and you will never have any problems with her at all. She will serve you whenever you need, and whatever you ask, she will do for you. But it's going to cost you an arm, a leg, and a rib. Adam says, <gasps> okay, well, uh, what, what can, can I, I get, get for, for a just a rib? <laughs> <laughs> I saw where that was going. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, man. So, yeah, this has been the Two Witnesses Podcast. I'm Caleb. And until next time, I'm Michael. And this has been the Two Witnesses. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And we pray that God has used this to touch you in some way. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue our journey through the Bible. <laughs>